Grief Stories is not a crisis resource. Please seek support from a qualified professional in your area to meet your unique emotional and medical needs. You're listening to the Grief Stories podcast. I'm your host, Maureen Pollard, a social worker with an interest in helping people find hope and healing when someone they love has died. In each episode, you'll hear a conversation with a guest sharing their story and insights about what can help when you're adapting to loss. At Grief Stories, we're helping grief make sense one story at a time. Today's guest is Cheryl Bauer, founder of the Voices Rock Choirs in Toronto, and we're in conversation today about music and healing. So welcome to the Grief Stories podcast, Cheryl. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you very much, Maureen, for asking me. So we're going to talk today about music and how it can be helpful in healing grief, how it can help us express feelings, explore feelings. And so I'm going to begin by asking you to please share with us your experience of using music, coming to music and and, um, having music move in your life, if you wouldn't mind. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. Um, Well, I've always been musical um, from the time I was really, really young. Um, And like a lot of people, I put a lot of things on hold when I got married and had children and that kind of thing. And um, in 2012, um, actually, I'm going to go backwards a little bit more. Uh, About 2009, I joined a rock choir here in Toronto and it reignited my love of music and that sense of community you get when you're singing with a choir. And it was also uh, around the time that uh, my husband started to experience some um, serious mental health and um, physical issues. And uh, in 2012, the unthinkable happened and he passed away um, after a, a massive heart attack. And um, in the aftershock of that, I remember sitting with my lawyer, um, you know, just going through the usual paperwork. And I said, you know what, life is really too short. I'm going to focus the rest of my life on music and art and helping people. And um, that's what I started to do. Um, About uh, two years later, um, I created an organization called Voices Rock Canada, which now has 226 members. And what it is are rock choirs for the 21st century. So we have ages 9 to 99 in our various groups. There's six groups in the GTA. And it's just been a wonderful, wonderful experience of immersing myself in um, back into music. And at the same time I created Voices Rock, uh, I met someone named Murray Foster, who is the co-founder of Toronto Songwriting School. And I met Murray in 2015. And uh, Toronto Songwriting School is, as it's described, is a place where you can go and create your own music, um, whether it be the melody of music or the lyrics of music. And this set me on an incredibly passionate journey of songwriting. 
um, lyrics are my dominant gift uh, as a result of being a longtime journaler. And what I found with songwriting and also having the courage to sing my songs in company was that it fulfilled a need I had to reflect what was going on inside of me at any particular time and put it outside of myself. And one of the things I I call it is soul puking onto a piece of paper, developing the idea, and then having the courage to sing it in public or record it. And it's been an incredibly freeing exercise. And it's been something solely for me, like, even with the choirs, I I do give back to the choirs in the sense that I am the founder and therefore I am a, a highly employed, like forty hours a week. <laughs> un, uh, uh, sorry, I say I say employed, but I've actually not paid an unpaid volunteer, but very exuberant volunteer of my choir. But the songwriting was for myself and. Um, I have found that when I have been looking at all of the um, the songs that I've written over the years, it's always been something that's been very, very deep within me, whether it be from childhood experiences or certain activism that's going on at a particular time. And I've, I've even called myself the accidental activist because... Some of my songs are reflective of that. Like I've come across something that has been deeply, deeply meaningful to me and I've put it down on paper and then put it to music and sung it. So that's that's kind of where my journey has been taking me a lot lately. And of course it's opened it's open to other wonderful, wonderful things that are happening and continue to happen in my life. Beautiful, thank you. And so really, it sounds as if the loss of your husband, which was a really difficult experience, um, kind of propelled you into the space of being with music, being with art in a way that was healing for you, allowing you so much space to just be yourself and come into this process. And um, and then you had, you know, you've been building your courage and singing your songs with your voice um, over time. And that's been really freeing for you. It, it really has. And it's been even more, more than that, Maureen. It's, it's as if I've become a totally different person than I was back then. I mean, as anyone can attest when you're dealing with someone who is, who is ill, um, you are in the role of a caregiver and, and there was a lot of care that had to be taken when I was in that role. And I, I lost myself, you know, and, and even when he died, um, it, it, it took, it took a few years even for the inception of Voices Rocker for me to serendipitously, although there are no coincidences in life, uh, meet Murray. And, uh, what happened in those two years, uh, after his death, um, so like 2013, 2014, is I was really struggling to find myself and my own voice and what what I was really about. And and um, 
just as, as coming into my into my own and into myself as what I was more when I was a child, you know, who was someone that embraced art, who loved, loved, loved music, loved theater, loved just everything to do with performing and artistic expression and all of that. And I started to grow back into that. Um, so basically becoming almost childlike again in in my love for what I was doing. And um, it, it, it's it been so beautiful. Like, um, it, even, even when, um, you know, I'm singing one of my own songs, it, it, I escape into what I have written. And whether that's grief or memories, joy or love, it's also a very, very vulnerable place. And for anyone who's ever followed Brene Brown, vulnerability is the key to internal healing. Like as long as you're, if you're getting that out there, um, there is a way to heal that incredible sorrow and incredible grief that you might experience from something um, catastrophic. Mm-hmm. I mean, at Grief Stories, we believe that too. We believe that sharing your story, which is a, you know, a vulnerable place to be, is healing both for the person sharing their story and for the person who is then able to hear and relate to that story and maybe find some tools that will help them on their path of healing as well. And so you're doing that in song and um, and have been doing so increasingly both through your work with Voices Rock and inviting others to sing um, um, by creating that that uh, company, but also through your own songwriting. Your songwriting craft has allowed you to go deeper into your feelings, into yourself, do some healing through being vulnerable that way. It's sort of interesting to me because as you're speaking, I'm thinking about this idea that is being researched more these days about post-traumatic growth. And so the the concept to me is, you know, you had this very difficult experience and I'm sure, you know, that parts of the experience due to the nature of your husband's journey was somewhat traumatic for you at times and sometimes maybe very, very much so. And so, you know, we hear a lot about post-traumatic stress disorder, but as I said, they're starting to research something called post-traumatic growth, which is when the traumatic incident or incidents propel you into this transformation of your life where you find a new place to exist, to be, to um, express yourself in the world. And, and it happens as a result of the transformation that happened because of the traumatic experiences. Right. Does that resonate with you at all? It's, it's what I'm feeling it, as I'm listening. I see when I look back on my journey and it uh, past December, it's been nine years since my husband passed away. So 2012. But I see everything as this synchronistic, uh, if that's even a word. <laughs> um, I'll accept it. Thank you. Uh, like how, how how everything has just come into fruition from that experience, and it has been growth. There's been no, there's been nothing backwards. There's been no 
Um, I mean, there's certainly days of, of, you know, being blue or, or, you know, or, you know, introspective or whatever, but everything that has, has come out of me is just in something that's been able to propel me forward. And an example of this is, um, since the pandemic, um, I, I went back to school and like one of the things I said right at the beginning of this, uh, this, this journey that you and I are on right now is that my commitment to my own life was art, music and helping others. So I went back to school for uh, addiction and mental health so I could get a better understanding of, of things that my husband had been going through, things that I see other friends going through and certainly in light of the pandemic, how mental health is mental health and wellness are going to be just so necessary to be, you know, to have helpers out there in the field for them. And um, it's also led me to, you know, kind of looking at the broader scope and like, how can I tie my musical experience in with this? And also another uh, degree that I'm getting is Indigenous Studies and try to make this whole thing a circular thing. And um, what what I'm finding is that uh, the more I delve into the things, particularly with the Indigenous Studies, the more of the accidental activist I become. And it is reflected in a couple of songs that I've written, one that is going to be going into production soon with, with one of my choirs. And also, um, I had a friend recently pass away. He decided to take, uh, take his life uh, through the NAID process, uh, medical assistance in dying. And I was able to write a song uh, for format, um, just saying, you know, like, hey, you know, tell me kind of what's on the other side. And because that's something that him and I had talked about just before he made the decision to cross over. And these are all just so synchronistic things that are going on in my life right now that are, and it just keeps expanding, Maureen. Like it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. This week, um, I went on Wednesday and did uh, teaching uh, people from uh, that are not from Canada that speak a different language, very, very, various different languages, uh, a song. And, you know, it has to be simple and I had to be speaking a little bit slower so that they could catch all my words as I'm describing it and all that kind of thing. And it was so delightful. Like it was just this, you know, people were singing back to me and they were very brave. And I'm thinking, this is, this is, this is my calling. (laughs) I love it. Beautiful. Beautiful. Right. So, so I mean, your healing journey takes you to this place where part of your healing is bringing healing to others through song. I sure hope so. Yes. I really do. Um, I think with the choirs in the pandemic, you know, a lot of times we've had to be online and, you know, you can just see people are depleted. You know, the kids are depleted. They're, they're doing this 
with their schooling as well. And um, I think we're providing this safe place for them to express themselves and trying to make it as buoyant and uplifting as possible so that, you know, there's light at the end of this this incredible tun- tunnel. And that's what music does anyway. Um, it's just beautiful. Mm-hmm. And so we're talking kind of about two things. We're talking about singing and singing um, particularly together with other people, which is really good for us, right? And mm-hmm. um, the this, I mean, the second thing we're talking about is songwriting and expressiveness and and using songs to put ideas out in the world and to bring people along with them. You know, your accidental activism and the songs that you've written that are intended to bring a message to the world uh, about some of the things that we want to consider um, how we can change um, so that the world is better. And so, you know, let's talk for a minute about that idea of singing and singing together and how good that is for people. Um, tell me a little bit about your experience with that and what you know about how singing together helps people. Well, scientifically, it's been proven that when you are joined together in a community of people singing, that their their actual heartbeats start to synchronize. Like not only are their voices melding together, but their heartbeats are going as one. And what better place than a choir um, than to actually experience that sense of community. Um, I, I was reading something, and I forget where it was. It was today, actually. But it said that, you know, being part of a choir um, or part of a music program in school. Oh, yeah, it was probably something on Facebook. So being part of a music program at school um, created a sense of belonging for people who maybe didn't feel that they belonged. They weren't the people that were the sports people. They weren't the um, people that were into science or math, math, uh, extracurricular activities or anything like that. But going to learn an instrument or going to be with a choir or going into the drama uh, department um, creates a sense for some of the people that are quote unquote, and I'm using this very liberally, like maybe outsiders to the norm of what most people are, are, are encouraged to do when they're younger. Um, and it, it gives them that sense of freedom as well. And the community benefits. Well, you know, let me tell you about some of my choirs. I have a choir full of uh, women physicians, uh, many of whom are on the front line. Uh, I've got a choir full of senior citizens, which is my VR Prime uh, choirs. I've got kids from ages 9 to 18. And then I've got an adult choir as well. And um, in in three three out of four of my choirs, they're, they're like a vulnerable sector during the pandemic. You know, we've got seniors, we've got doctors, and then we've got kids some of some of whom in my choir, uh, we have a mandate where they have to be vaccinated, but some of the kids were too young at one point to be vaccinated. So getting them and being part of this community has just been um, that little bit of a reprieve, that one hour, one hour and a half away from the stresses of the world, 
place where you can really, really feel safe. We have this other thing with, with our kids, which is called question of the day. And the kids are asked, you know, what really, really, really deep questions, you know, like it's not like what's your favorite color kind of thing. It's like, you know, what's the first thing you're going to do after the pandemic, you know, like, you know, and a lot of them are, are saying things like, you know, I'm going to I'm going to go up and I'm going to hug and kiss my friends and that kind of stuff. So, you know, we provide this this reprieve from reality and there's some concentration involved as well so there's a focus mm-hmm. of learning and and a, and a joint community effort of learning a song and you know you know as we know music is universal it can be found globally and it's a great bridge that brings people together and um i just i think just think it's so important i really also think it's really important to have these activities outside of school that uh that frankly unfortunately aren't encouraged anymore you know yeah they've really they've it's dropped down the list of priorities in schools and curriculums um for lots of reasons and um so it's nice to have spaces like your choirs for young people to come together and and really the ability that your um organization showed to bring people together on zoom in the times that that's needed to happen and holding that space for community that way allows for when you're able to come back together in person again there's that real appreciation of one another right um right. and that that community is woven through the last couple of years in um in lots of different ways in those um those four choirs groups that you have the different types and i think you know, this new project that you're working on, um, bringing some song to um, people who are coming in um, new to Canada with lots of different experiences, backgrounds, and um, languages and cultures. That idea of sharing simple songs and and bringing them together is such a, a positive healing experience as well. So really, all all across your work, music and healing are working together, which is is just a perfect blend that is a natural outcome of your own personal journey, it feels like. Yeah, it, it really does. And thank you for encapsulating it so well. Like, it, you know, when I'm listening to you play it back to me with your words, I'm thinking, wow, this is great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love this. I love my life. You know, like, I love yeah. what my life's become. And, you know, you know, I've, I've been on a treadmill um, before that. I mean, by, by profession, I'm a realtor. And, um, you know, there's all sorts of stresses that go with that. And, um, you know, that's gone a little bit down the list since I've started all this stuff. Um, you know, I still do do experience it. I mean, I am. It's, it is my profession. But um, with this these outlets, it's just I have so much joy in my life right now that, you know, I don't have, I don't have time for the anxiety. I don't have time for it. You know, you know. I mean, and you're putting out fires every once in a while, but you know, I just don't have. I, I, I feel so joyous on a daily basis, and it's all as a result of music, really. Beautiful. So, in terms of people who are on a grief journey, people who've experienced loss, 
And they're maybe looking for a way to begin to bring music more into their lives. What, what are some suggestions you might have um, in terms of, you know, finding their way? You've, you've had a real arc in terms of your songwriting process, for example. Do you have any suggestions for people who might like to try and experiment with lyric writing and putting some of their feelings into words based on your, you know, your growing experience? Sure. Well, the the number one thing I would I would say is 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 to start just journaling your feelings. Um, it, that that in and of itself is is great uh, fodder for a for songwriting. But I honestly I can't say enough about Toronto Songwriting School. And since the pandemic, it's it's all online now too. So for all of your listeners, they could uh, easily access it. Um, it's run by two incredible people, Mary Mary Kraus and Marie Foster. Marie Foster was the bass player for Great Big C. A lot of people would know that. But so you can access Toronto Songwriting School through. Um, through the internet, obviously. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going um, to interject here that actually we're really fortunate to be connected with Murray and Mary at the Toronto Songwriting School. And um, coming up on January 27th this uh, year, they're actually running the second Grief Stories lyric writing workshop with me and for Grief Stories virtually. So um uh, we're hoping to do this once or twice a year together because it um, is uh, focused for Grief Stories audience. Um, and um, it's been great to have the support of Murray and Mary to bring that workshop to people for free through the Grief Stories, um, you know, community. Um, and and you're right. I mean, they're excellent to work with and it's uh um, it's a great place to begin in terms of learning and exploring some of some of the real basics to get give yourself a good foundation and then beyond, right? Yeah, exactly. And if they're offering that uh, as a service to your your base here, um, I I would hope uh, I would really really hope that people can jump on it because it's valuable. Um, they're both incredibly enlightened people. Uh, gentle and kind and then if anyone wants to move further they offer anywhere from beginners courses they offer one day lyric courses um and then they offer one that I'm I'm in right now which is called original song uh studio kind of thing so it's a six week uh course the other thing I would encourage people to do is wherever they are and pandemic or not See if you can get in with a, a choir. Now, there's probably not going to be choirs, rock choirs in every center of, you know, Canada or the U.S., wherever your readership is. But, um, you know, certainly a lot of the, the churches offer nice choir experiences. Um, you know, there are all sorts of glee clubs around that people can uh, join in and, you know, just just even getting with community. I, I know that when I joined the first rock choir that I was involved in, I met I met an incredible group of five women, and we've become what I consider now lifelong friends, which isn't an easy task when you're a woman of a certain age. 
and <laughs> and you know like so I consider these people you know some of my dearest friends and they're people that I could call at any given moment and I would I would have an ear you know to listen to me and and vice versa they know that they could call me at any given time as well so it, it'd be beautiful part part of uh, choirs um you know there's all sorts of things that that people can do, but those are the two biggies that I think would be would be helpful to people that are listening to this. Mm-hmm. So, so really, both involve finding support and community to help you find your courage and find your voice, whether it's through lyrics or just your actual voice expressing somebody else's songs. Finding the community that works for you and coming forward and and playing with it to find your own joy and your own self-expression. Um, right. That's wonderful advice. Yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I think I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're doing a wonderful job of taking that advice yourself. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. Good. Uh, thank you so much for joining us on the grief stories podcast, Cheryl. It's been a pleasure to, to speak with you, but um, such a, um, a healing experience you've had and sharing that it might resonate with some of our audience. Thank you. Thank you so much, Maureen. Thank you for listening to the Grief Stories podcast. I'm your host, Maureen Pollard. Please remember that grief is universal, but every person's experience of grief is unique. While these conversations are intended to help listeners feel validation and reassurance, we realize these stories may be different from your own. Please visit our website, griefstories.org, for more stories of hope and healing.